this morning. We know who we are. Well, you know, it's more than, it should be more than a song for us. It should be more than something that we just say when it's time for praise and worship. It has got to be something that we really feel and we know who we are in Christ. Because when you know who you are, you can act like you are, you can be who you are. We have been made and created in the image of Almighty God. And that accounts, it doesn't account for something. That statement accounts for everything going forward in our lives. Not only for right now, but going forward in our own lives. Doctors can't do it all. Lawyers can't do it all. You know, none of them can do it all. But our God, who is the creator of the ends of this earth, the creator of all flesh, there is nothing that is too hard for him at all, people of God. Hallelujah. So, we read the text. And I want you just to let that, that text, and I, and I want you to, 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 to deal with that text and meditate on that text because I think there's just so much in the text that can help us today, uh, not only this particular day here, but in this time in which we're living, to help us get to a new dimension in God. How we see ourselves is so important for us. The title of the message this is Don't Limit God. Mm. Not like the children of Israel, how they pushed God to the limit and they provoked God. So going forward today, we need to know who we are, know how we see ourselves, but it's up to us. As people of God, because we know who we are, we have to believe that the best is always going to happen for us. Amen. You see, it's the world's job to, to, to tell you that the worst is always going to happen. But again, God can do what no man can do. Right. We have to be able to adopt an attitude to be able to come overcome every challenge that we face in life, people of God. And I'm just introducing this to us today. So all of that being said, uh, this morning, and I was so excited about that, it was confirmed as we were on our way to church as well, and I shared that with Pastor Durham. And we as people of God, just because of who we are, we've got to begin to make room for increase in our own lives. Increase in our lives, in your business, in your families, in your finances, in your church, in, in, in the church, wherever we are, we should be making room for increase. Amen. To limit something, limit means a point or level beyond which something does not or may not extend or pass. Mm -hmm. So the opposite of the word uh, limited is uh, unrestricted, unbounded, and boundless. When something is limited, that means it's restricted in size, it's restricted in amount, or it's restricted in ability. 
So we say, well, you know, oh yeah, I want the overwhelming, unlimited, you know, supply that God has for me. But what are we actually doing? How, what is our mindset when it comes to that way of thinking, okay, taking the limits off? We used to kid about that, you know, it used to be a joke back when we were younger and we were in the military and we had these big trucks, big, uh, uh, you know, what they called uh, a semi trucks, big deuce and a half and six by six, just, and all of them, I mean, they were, they were really, really powerful vehicles, powerful tanks, powerful, you know, uh, equipment that we had, but they were limited in their size, in, the, in, in their speed. Remember how we used to say, what do you got, a governor on that car? You remember that old expression about having a governor on your car, something that would limit the top speed, although it might have had 110 on the speedometer, you had a governor on that thing you couldn't get over, right. maybe 50 miles an hour and all of that. You know you got the power, all the powers <laughs> under the hood, yes. you got all the horsepower, you've got all the equipment. You know, I know guys that had racing slicks and all of that, you know, in their cars and all that. You live right there, you're at, you hear it all the time. You know, if you're ever down there, you can hear the you know, they're just winding up and all. You say, boy, they got some powerful races going on down there. So, but it makes a difference if you have all of that power available to you. If you have it under the hood of your car, but you're restricted in the speed that you can go, it's frustrating. Listen, we've got the greater one on the end, under our hood. The greater one is under our hood. Yes, right. We don't have any horsepower in here, but we got a whole lot of infinite number. I heard a number today. What was it? Sesc I, I can't quote it for you. But anyway, yeah. What was it? Sex tillion. It was some ridiculous figure, some ridiculous number. But we've got all that. We don't have any horsepower under our hood but we've got Holy Ghost power, the greater one on the inside. So if all of that is being said, don't you think it's time that we take the governor off of all this Holy Ghost power that we have on the inside? Yeah, and get out there on the racetrack, get out there in the highways and the hedges. Don't you think it's time for us to take the limits off of what God wants to do for us? Hallelujah. It's time for us to start following God's plan beyond the things that we can, even, we can even think or even imagine in our lives. We've got to now begin to take the limits off so now that we can follow God's plan for our lives beyond even our circumstances. You've heard people say this, well, under the circumstances, you know, or due to the fact that, well, that's the problem. You are not supposed to be under your circumstances. Your circumstances should be under your feet, Amen. where they belong. Because right. God has created us, we all now, we have been seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Yes. Heavenly places are up here, everything else is below. So we should be above all of those things. Right. Let me read it to you again here, Psalm 78 and 41 in the Living Bible. Again and again, they turned away and tempted God to kill them and limited the Holy One of Israel from giving them his blessings. Ooh. Can you imagine? 
limiting the blessings for your life that God has prepared for you from the foundation of the world. So this text is, 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 is referring now to the children of Israel, to the Israelites, and, and, and God's original hand-picked, anointed, and chosen people. So we just read that in the Amplified Bible. So I'm going to read it to you again one more time. I mean in the Living Bible. Again and again, they turned away and tempted God to kill them and limited the Holy One of Israel from giving them his blessings. Isn't that appalling when you read about that? I know probably in our own frustration in our lives, before we were really in tune to, to understanding that life and death are in the power of our words. Yes. And God has given us that authority. And perhaps maybe, uh, you know, they, and I know that sometimes people get frustrated, and perhaps maybe you were one of those and found yourself in a predicament where you were believing God and standing for and trusting God for something, and it didn't happen in your time frame, or, or you were just so frustrated about something and so discouraged about something, and you just cried, well, Lord, if it's not going to happen, just take me now. Just go ahead and kill me and get me out of here and put me out of my misery. There's some people with that mindset and that attitude, but now that we've been enlightened and we've gotten revelation, I love your face. But now we have revelation, and we know that's not the way of God. You see, that's the enemy that tries to creep in, you know, and turn what God wants to do for us. Disobedience. All of those things limit the ability of God in our lives. God really wanted to, for the Israelites, God wanted to do more for them than they actually, than they would actually let him do. You see, now that's an important key. Now, you, again, that, that, that sounds appalling, doesn't it? And say, what? You've got to be kidding. But just think about this. How many times has somebody said, well, I want to do this for you, or you don't want to do that, and, you know, if you've, you've been out somewhere and, 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 and somebody would you know, say, well, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to pick up the check. This one's on me. And I'm, oh, no, you don't have to do that. But let me just pay the tip. Can I pay the tip? No, you know, and now it becomes a battle of wills, and it's a, it's a contest because you won't let somebody do what they wanted to do for you. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm going to do this. Oh, no, me, no, I can't do that. You see, so even in our own daily, in our, in our daily lives, you know, somebody, you, you, you're walking up to, the store, or, or and there's somebody there, and they're, they're holding the door, or, 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 or business, or building, and they're holling the door, and you're kind of a little bit of a ways up. Oh, just go ahead. Just let the door go. I'll get it. I mean, it's just those, you know, this, those little insignificant things. Oh, I'm just taking my time. I'll get it. You go ahead. Well, no, no, no. I'm going to stand and hold the door, and, 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 you know, and I'll, come on, get in here. You know, or, or you take your time, and I'll, I'm going to hold the door for you. All the air conditioning is coming out of it. It's all right. I'm not paying the bill. I'll hold this door all day and all night long for you. We have to take the limits off of God. 
and let him do not only what he wants to do, but even more than what we want him to do in our lives. So here it is. God wanted to bring them into the promised land, and he wanted to do it in one year, not 40 years. That's the difference. So in that same way, as we look at that here today, and as we fast forward, most of us limit God in one way or another in our own lives. We've already said that. Chances are that there are many things that can hinder or limit what God can do in our own lives. Thinking about that again. Thinking about that. I'm going to the store. Would you like to? Oh, no, I'm good. No, I don't want anything. You know, somebody called me, Pastor Dora called me and say, uh, you know, and, or, or send me a text when, when I'm in text mode. Oh, I'm going to the bank. Need anything? Yeah. Bring yeah. me a hundred pound of 20s, a hundred pound of $100 bills or something. Anything you want to do like that. I was in a particular business earlier, uh, just, a, just a few weeks ago, and I was talking to the owner of this particular business, and the owner was telling me about a conversation that he had with one of his children. And this is how the conversation went. So the child comes home from school, and, and he looked really sad. And this was before school was out, so this was a few weeks ago. And, so, and the father said, son, what's wrong? And the son said, I'm afraid I failed my history test, Dad. And the dad said, no. He said, no. You're just thinking negatively. And dad said, you need to be more positive. So the son said, okay. I am positive that I failed my history <laughs> test. So what does that conversation have to do with us? What does it have to do with you and me? Well, you know, I think it's really imperative for all of us and absolutely necessary that we know who we are in Christ and what he has already provided for us as people of God. We read the scripture, I don't want to be redundant in reading Numbers chapter 13, verse 33 again. But you know, when we read that, it sounds like us sometimes, doesn't it? We say we want to serve the Lord and we want to know his will. And then when he tells us what he wants us to do, sometimes we often balk or shrink back from what God wants to do for us and what the Lord is doing. That was Israel's problem. They were called out of Egypt to follow the Lord by faith. But they always, for one reason or another, seemingly and constantly doubted the power, the promises, and the presence of God even as they were traveling and following what he wanted to do for them and the way he was leading them. So that, their entire attitude of their hearts is summed up in the words that we just read. They were giants, and, and they said that uh, we are in our own sight grasshoppers. So when they made that statement that they were only grasshoppers in the sight of these giants. They were doubting everything about God. Yes. And really, what they needed was a lesson in trust. Yes. And I think sometimes we too need lessons in trust and how to learn how to trust God even more. Yes. How to walk by faith. Yes. And I realize that even the saints of God from time to time can be like the children of Israel. Amen. All right? So today, I'm trying to tell you 
that God, the God we serve, he is still the Lord of glory. He is still the one that's able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that we could ever ask of things. He is the king of kings, and he is still able to do all the things that he has always been able to do. So here are these people who call themselves by God's name. He was a people who should have trusted the Lord without hesitation, without reservation, yet they seemed oblivious to the power of God who was in their midst. When we read this text here in Numbers chapter 13, the Israelites were camped at a place called Kadesh Barnea, which borders the promised land, and they were there, and they were camped out, and they were about ready to go into the promised land. And when I was reading this, perhaps if you have the same Bible I do, the subtitle of that in my Bible, it, it is the 12 spies that were sent to Canaan. And as many times as we've read this scripture, and I, I began to meditate on it and think about it, and it, the thought came to my mind, so now, it says here, the 12 spies sent to Canaan. But my mind said, well, uh, uh, whose idea was it to send in those spies to Canaan land? Was it the idea of God to do that? Was it his thought to spy out the land? No, it really wasn't. And this is a lesson here. No, it wasn't. But we always get the impression here that it's, it was God's idea. But it wasn't his idea. God was just merely responding to their request. So we got to be careful and be mindful and understand the will of God and what God's will is for our lives. But God will always honor whatever our requests are. And if our requests and our prayers are in line with his word, he always honors his word. All the time. Hallelujah. Yeah. Woo. Glory. Listen to the account here. Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 20 through 22. Here's the account. And I said unto you, ye are come unto the mountains of the Amorites, which the Lord our God doth give unto us. And behold, the Lord thy God hath set the land before thee. Now, here it is. Watch what he says here. He says, go up and possess it. As the Lord God of thy fathers had said unto thee, what did he say? Fear not. Fear not. And then go ahead. Neither be discouraged. Yeah. And ye came near unto me, every one of you, and said, we will send men before us, and they shall search us out the land. And bring us word again by what way we must go up and into what cities we shall come. So again, it was not God's idea to send the spies into the land. You see, the sending of the spies denoted a weakness and a fear on the part of the people. 
There was a fear that maybe they wouldn't be able to take the land. Uh, uh, it was so easy for them to rationalize and decide on the spies as a matter of wisdom. They thought they were being wise. So many times we do things thinking we are being wise in our own wisdom, but it is not the wisdom of God. One thing that we need to do, we always need to seek the wisdom of God for our lives. Because when we don't seek the wisdom of God for our lives, then we limit what God wants to do for us. Yeah, it wasn't God's idea. It was God's idea. God was leading Israel to the land that he had promised them. And their request for the spies reveals a lack of faith on their part. Now there's, there's, there, there's a difference between faith and presumption and faith in foolishness. I was having a conversation with a guy we were working on a building uh, many years ago and, and, and I was talking to him and he was of another faith and we were just talking about faith and all. He said, oh yeah, you got really got faith? I said, yeah, I got faith. He said, well then, you know, the, the, the walls weren't, it was just slabs and, you know, the walls, the windows weren't in or anything. He said, well, you got faith? I said, yeah, I got faith. He said, well, go ahead and jump out the window. I said, well, I've got enough faith to grab you by the neck. And how about I drop you out the window? And once you hit bottom, you come back and tell me if you made it or not. How about that kind of faith? Faith and foolishness. Faith and presumption. Don't let the enemy talk you into foolishness. They said, give us spies. Lack of faith on their part. They weren't trusting God. God had already, now here it is. This is so mind blowing because you see, God, he had already been in and spied out the land for them already. He didn't send them in, he, he did it himself. He didn't want to send them in. He went in there and checked it out. You know, there are some things that you just need to do. Have you ever assigned somebody or told somebody to do something? Maybe one of your children, a coworker, or something, and you've given them an assignment, and after a while you see that they weren't quite up to the task, and sometimes you just say, never mind, I'll just do it myself. Remember that commercial? Mother, please, I'd rather do it myself. Some of you looking at me, you know that. You know, so, you know that. Mother, please, yeah. So some things we'd rather really do for ourselves. <laughs> yeah, it's just so, so he went in there and checked it out. God already knew about the land. He didn't have to send them in unless he knew that they could take the land. So when they finally did enter into the land, the giants were still there. All the difficulties and the problems were still there. But guess what? Yet, they took the land. And I think that's an important message for us today, people of God. Amen. Question is, are we walking by faith? And you know what? I didn't send any of the children to children's church, our young people to children's church, but praise God. Are we really walking by faith? Well, you know what? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We really need to take precautions. 
But I think there's a time when we do need to commit our way to the Lord too. Committing our way to the Lord. In fact, in Psalm 37, verse 5 says, Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Not maybe, but he shall bring it to pass. So you and I, all of us, we need to just come to that place in our lives when we commit our way to him and we trust him completely in everything. Guys that were airborne rangers, uh, soldiers, one of the things that they did, and, and, and I would think they still do that today, is they always made them, the guys that were paratroopers, they made them pack their own parachutes. You didn't pack your buddy's parachute. Anybody didn't pack your parachute. You packed your own parachute. Because once you put it on and you hooked up to that static line and that light came on, Okay, and the jump master gave the command for you to get out of the back of that plane or out of that side door of the plane. Listen, once you went out that door, everything was on you. And if you can't trust yourself, how are you going to trust God? So these Israelites, they had come to that place, that edge of the promised land, but they weren't trusting God. So again, they decide to send these spies out to find out what lay ahead for them in the land. Again, another instance of, of, of where God yields to the desires of his people. He permits them to do it. And it was later said of them later in Psalm 106 and 15. This is what it said. He gave them, meaning God gave them their request, but he sent leanness, L-E-A-N-N-E-S-S. That means thinness into their souls. <sighs> Ten spies had an evil report. Ten spies. There were 12. Ten had an evil report. Two believed God. Now, people can't name ten of those spies. But all of us know the names of Joshua and Caleb, do we not? Yes, so here's the key to being forgotten in history. By your family, in kingdom work, or anything else. Just start murmuring and complaining. Be, be cynical and be a doubter. Be skeptical and be a critic. Just be one of those people who sit back and say, this isn't right and that will never happen. But on the other hand, the men and women and congregations who leave an imprint on history are those who say, we believe God and that God will do great things. Can we say that? We believe God? God will be, do great things for us. Ten spies, they saw the foes in the land. But Joshua and Caleb saw the fruit. Ten spies saw the giants. But Joshua and Caleb, watch this, saw God. Ten spies saw the walls and their faith crumbled. But Joshua and Caleb had enough faith and they knew that the walls would crumble. It's all a matter of perspective, people of God. We will have faith in everything that we fear. The ten spies had faith in the giants. Why? Because they feared the giants. But Joshua and Caleb feared God, and therefore they had faith in God. 
So we need to have that reverential fear, yes. that trust, that faith in God, knowing that he will always come through for us all of the time. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. So I'm right back where I started here as a close up today. So we've got to dare to believe that the best will always happen for us people of God. We've got to adopt an attitude where we can overcome every challenge in life. Now we've got to begin to make room for increase in every sense of the word. We've got to believe God. We've got to pray bold prayers. We have to now begin to follow God's plan beyond our circumstances and even to the things that we can see. Here's the interesting thing. When the vision came forth for us many years ago, God had already spied out what he wanted us to do. He already saw it. He spied it out. Because he prepared, he was the blueprint. He made the blueprint. He prepared the plan for us yes. from the foundation of the world. That's right. In your life, God has already spied out what he wants you to do. Right. Already spied out his plan and purpose for your lives. So I'm saying to you today, don't limit God. Don't restrict him in size or amount or ability in your lives. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you would like to support this ministry, consider giving online. Text keyword RWOLFC to 77977 or through our free app. Search RWOLFC in the App Store. For more information, visit www.rwolfc.com for articles, blog posts, message references, and our monthly calendar of events.